Bum, 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 It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, 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 Hello, Smegheads. My name is Jed Shepherd. And I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us once again for Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. Um, this week, we are going to be looking at Dimension Jump. Um, but before we get to that, how are you, Daniela? I'm pretty good, thanks. I've had the day off today, so I've just been eating cake and watching Netflix. Such a slacker. <laughs> it's, you're, you're grown it's up now. Leave. You can't do that. Annual leave. <laughs> I'm entitled. I guess so. Um, and uh, I've been okay. I've just been doing... I found loads, loads of bands for my record label recently. I've been a bit lax in that myself, actually. I've kind of been coasting on my previous bands, but I found a whole new bunch to... Awesome. kind of get me excited so yeah i'm doing that um yeah and my forbes interview will be out really soon about cassettes so that's, that'll be really cool um but today we are joined uh by joe sharples hello uh, am i saying your surname right sharples yes, i have a real right. thing about getting people's surnames wrong just <laughs> even though it's like really simple what you actively try and get them no wrong? i just i just i just get it wrong i just it's something it's like I don't know, word blindness. I've had I've had mail for uh Joanna Shapeless, that's always a good <laughs> one. Uh Sharples. Um but no Sharples is right. Sharples cool. And the reason why we have Joe on this week is because it's very apt actually. When when I was deciding uh which episode would be great for Joe to come on, Dimension Jump was the obvious one. Because um uh tell us what you do, Joe. So um I'm on the Red Dwarf fan club team and yep. I organised Dimension Jump, the Red Dwarf convention. Cool, and this is exciting. So um first of all tell us about the Red Dwarf fan club. Like kind of what goes into it and how do people join if they want to join? Um it's easy enough to join and um, just go to reddwarffanclub.com and there's yep. a membership tab and all the details are there. Cool. Um the fan club is made up of there's 11 of us now um there's 10 of us in the uk and there's Peru holding up the australian end of the fan club oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so through throughout the year we do monthly newsletters okay um it's like e-newsletters um and also um a digital magazine cool so um We've got various people on the team who um, have kind of knowledge of PR and things like that. So they yeah. sort of put their effort into the newsletter. Got people who like writing. They do the magazine. That's We've cool. got some art people yeah. um, and media and they do all our fancying up of the website. Because and... I was part of the Red Wolf Fan Club like back in the days, like in the 90s. Yeah, we've been going for a while. Yeah. 1990 we started. Was it? Wow. wow. Yeah, I can't remember what I got from that. I think I just f f didn't subscribe like the next year and just, just lost it and missed out on a whole lot of t-shirts and stuff. Are they like are they fan club t-shirts? Um, we sell the ones, 
such as the uh, Dimension Jump t-shirt I happen to be wearing that none of you can see. Ha-ha. Which is very, very cool. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get a photo. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, this is the logo from the last Dimension Jump. Yeah. Um, we sell those. Um, we do sell them. Like, you can drop us an email and we can, we've yeah, got yeah. stock in. Uh, okay. But mostly we sell stuff at Dimension Jump. Cool. Um, and so, so Dimension Jump, it's a Red Dwarf convention. Yes. Happens almost every year, right? Mm, every 18 months to two years. Okay. Um, mainly because I organise it in my spare time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and also when there's demand, because if there's no Red Dwarf on it, I guess demand will be a bit less than, than right now when... Yeah, I mean, I think we probably could have done another one like yeah. in the meantime because the last one was so popular and obviously at yeah. the last dimension jump doug announced there were going to be two new series yeah so we could have done another one a year after but i kind of need the break yeah of course so yeah, like yeah. For at least understandable a m- <laughs> at least a month afterwards i just need to go i can't think about dimension jump or anything for a while um well, well this is good because i want to ask you what happens because I don't really know anything about Dimension Jump at all I'm surprised I, I should we should go like next yeah, year definitely. next year but tell, tell tell me what um to expect there at, at Dimension Jump like what happens so um Friday night um is kind of where the opening ceremony is we'll the team introduce themselves yeah. we do um, a bit of an icebreaker so we do like a red dwarf quiz okay. so it's kind of by table or by group or however you want that. Daniela, I'm not in your team. Maybe it's someone else's <laughs> team. Thanks, Jed. Thanks. I'm also a I'm in Joe's team, right? Um, and that's quite nice. You know, if you're sat at the table, you don't know anyone, it's a nice way to, yeah. to get involved because you all oh, have that's cool. at least yeah. one thing in common. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. Um, is there alcohol involved at this point? At the oh, yes. Okay, yes, cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So pretty like, much constantly throughout the weekend, really. Okay. It, is, it is pretty much just an excuse for a big old piss up. And, okay. um, and there are some Red Dwarf people there <laughs> yeah. as well, <laughs> really. Um, and then we do karaoke on a Friday night. <gasps> cool. Awesome. Okay, okay we'll, do, we'll be good at that. Don't Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, last year, we're hoping to get him back because he was amazing. We had Dave Benson Phillips. I so, actually saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm he, a big fan. Gosh. He was so, so good. Um, he's a big Red Dwarf fan, isn't he? He is a big Red Dwarf yeah. fan, yeah. We should get him on the podcast. We should. He'd be up for it, wouldn't we? That'd yes. be amazing. So lovely. He's really I think lovely. I've got a contact as well, oh. which is, yeah. He's a very nice guy. Um, and... It, overly modest as well he like everyone absolutely loved him from from the friday night yeah yeah yeah. he was worried that people would be like oh who's this guy he's not in red dwarf and i was like no 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 it's really (laughs) like because we have to get someone to do it yeah yeah. so if people don't know who you are then it's some guy doing yeah the karaoke people do know who you are it's like oh my god he's dave hansen he's doing the karaoke (laughs) he's an absolute legend i love him yeah everyone absolutely loved him one of the main pieces of feedback we had after the weekend was get Dave Benson back again <laughs> yeah. so, in fact get yeah. him in Red Dwarf like yeah, come on yeah. oh yeah they great. definitely should um, so that's Saturday and then it does it go into till Sunday yeah so it runs through till Sunday Saturday day tends to be um, most of the day is um, autographs and things we do okay. Q&A's as well um, and then in the evening it's costume competition for those who want to take part nice. um, and then disco mm-hmm. which runs until the wee small hours yeah um Chris Barry almost um, outdid me last last time because <laughs> uh, he decided he was going to stay for the first time in ages. Oh, nice. um, and he, they were just hanging around in the bar with everyone and having drinks. That's and cool. Aww. It got to about 2am and I'm thinking, I could, I, I could get up really early now, so I could do with going to bed. And he's still there, sipping wine and, you know, He's a wine drinker, right. Oh, he was mixing. He was on, the, he was on wine and... Um, 
and Buddington's. Oh, it's not, not a good idea. I don't think he. Pro- I don't think he felt very well the next day. <laughs> he kind of in the the next the next morning, about sort of half ten, eleven, he kind of sn- snuck into the photo session that was going on, <laughs> said goodbye to the guys, and then just went on his merry way. So <laughs> Buddington's as well. That's oh. he he prefers Craftdale's, um, but okay, that's all he has. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Um, and the Sunday? Sunday is uh, it's very similar again, really. So um, we start off with the photo sessions, okay. um, Q&As, and then autographs, and then people kind of just filter away. We don't really cool. do anything on, on Sunday evening. Um, those that kind of stick around Sunday evening, we just sort of hang around the bar and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just chat and see how everyone found and the drink. weekend yeah, yeah, and yeah. just collapse really. oh it sounds good it sounds really fun yeah so that and the next one is next year right it's going to be early next year we've not announced the date yet uh, okay so it'll be kind of in line with when the new s- the, well the, maybe it'll be will the new series still be on? probably about s- uh, four months after or oh, so. okay cool. i think um i read somewhere that the the new series will be kind of probably september october this year wow okay um and then we're gonna be sort of early in the year yeah okay cool that's um so if you want to find out about that go to red dwarf fan club com slash dimension jump um if you go through there's um there's a there's a link but it's actually dimensionjump.info okay and you've also got competition currently haven't you we have, although we just well, we've got two competitions. Okay. Um, we did have a competition which closed today, which was for we had a pair of tickets for um, an upcoming recording. Okay. Um, which quite a lot of people took part. We got about um, fifteen or so people in the end. Okay. Um, and basically, I just wanted them to make stupid faces to amuse <laughs> me. Um, and and people did well. I was very impressed. Um, and then the other competition that we have running is the logo competition, which yeah. is we run before every event. Um, it's just a way to get the fans involved in in the event, really. Yeah. Um, I saw the evolution of the logos, and they're getting better and better, aren't they, every yeah. year? Well, the last couple of years, they've been won by the same person, the guy yeah. Chris. Um, Has he entered again? Because he'll win it, because he's well, really good. He, he definitely will enter again, yeah. Um, yeah. when I said because I, I mentioned on um, my Facebook that um, it was coming up and he was yeah. like right 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 I'm getting ready he's so, good oh, three times pro- professionally yeah yeah he okay right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well it's better because if you stick on t-shirts and stuff you want the, the best oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Um, but the thing is like because um, Jonathan Capps is um, our webmaster yeah, and he's yeah. the guy that kind of collates them all okay. so he doesn't uh, involve himself in the judging at all yeah um but he sort of puts them all together so that we judge them blind. We've had no idea okay. who's submitted which ones. So you can we probably just tell like that which ones. Not always, no, because really? he's because well, this this one obviously is great. It's great. The it previous really is, one yeah. was Mugs Murphy, so which they're not amazing. similar yeah, particularly. Yeah. Are you still selling the Mugs Murphy one? Yeah. I might buy that one. We That's are good. Um, cool. Well, um, I'm sure a lot of people here listening to this will will go to that. Just or if you want any in- info, just uh, just pester joe on on twitter or on uh, send her an email <laughs> to the website um but yeah th- this uh, we are talking about uh the episode um that the convention's named after dimension jump and just generally do you like this episode more because of what it means to you in terms of kind of the convention or or do you hate it because of it reminds you of work um <laughs> neither really I, I like it because it's a good episode yeah um yeah. it's not my favorite episode but yeah. um 
but no, it's like I I love Dimension Jump, even if it's hard work yeah. at the time. Um, everyone has a great time, and then that makes it all worth it. Yeah, of course. Just yeah, yeah. don't tell me on the Sunday. I had a few people come up to me and tell me what a great time they had on the Sunday, and I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I have to walk away before I start crying on them. Yeah, I'm like that when I put on a, an event, and someone comes up to me and on the on the same day as the event and tells me that they like it. I just can't process it. It's just like go away and tell me like in a week's time when I slept. <laughs> when I'm not exhausted <laughs> <Yeah>. and emotional. <laughs> oh. um, but no, Dimension Up's a great episode. It um, it's the best um, featuring Ace Rimmer. Oh yeah, <laughs> like obviously. Um, Hattie does some amazing background. <laughs> yeah, she. It's great to see her. That, that all of her. Yeah, and with Daniela, what do you what do you think of this episode? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really good, really fun. And if you had to, because we're going to start doing, because we think we don't really explain the episode <laughs> right at the start. So then can you give us like one sentence you, or you something? You threw this at me yeah, like yeah. a few minutes ago. Can I sum this up in one sentence? Yeah, um, just so we know what we're going, getting into. <laughs> the pressure. Um, what might have been? Okay. Maybe. I didn't ask you to like give me like a like a Chinese cracker version of like. <laughs> the, well, that's the what episode. you get. I'm afraid. I've got like <laughs> ten minutes to come up with something. Well, it's essentially yeah, you're right. It's what um, if something happens in your life um, that makes you turn into a certain type of person. If you took the other option, maybe you would have yeah, turned out completely different. Yeah, it's a bit sli- sliding doors. Oh, it's sliding. It's sliding doors, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Um, and uh, Jazzy, you, you've heard the. Uh, episodes before you know i better go through the episodes and at any time interject if you think what we're saying is wrong or we'll do. No <laughs> yeah. yeah correct <laughs> well actually maybe joe should just explain the episode <laughs> like from start to finish it'll probably be better but basically it starts off um i think this is the first time you see um io is this the first time you see io joe i'm going to be very careful every time i say anything now so we see young rimmer um in in io uh, but though he looks a lot like a like earth obviously um, and he's there and he's uh, talking to his mother um, and he's being hung upside down by his by his evil brothers. But you've kind of in previous episodes, you've, you've come to know he wasn't very well treated by by his entire family, really. But it was because he's a snakehead. So that that's fair enough. Um, but this is to give you an idea of why he's turned into the snakehead that he currently is, is because when he was young, things didn't go too right for him. And I mean, your family is meant to be like, people that you can love and trust and, and look after you but had quite the opposite so perhaps this is how he turned into the person he is um so then it kind of fast forwards to, to a couple of decades later and you see um someone who looks remarkably like rimmer uh but with a kind of blonde hair and wavy hair and very suave and even though it's the exact same actor he does just look more attractive more attractive it's the guy. confidence i yeah. think yeah, yeah. As, I'm, as i have two ladies with me these day is there a, a noticeable difference between between ace rimmer and and arnold rimmer in terms of physical attractiveness i think so yeah um is it just his like body language or what because it's, it's just think, yeah, confidence confident. yes okay okay ace rimmer does not exude confidence no just taking some notes here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we see we see this version of Rimmer, um, and he's called Ace Rimmer, and he works um, for the Space Corps, um, and he's a test pilot, which kind of sh- shows you already that this version of Rimmer is is a lot more um, 
successful than, than the rumble we're, we're used to um yeah as you said he's very popular and very confident um and we kind of get to see he's very well respected amongst every single person in the world really in, in his world um and he's essentially offered the chance to, to test drive a new spaceship uh which is fraught with uh, lots of dangers unknown um, and and Ace Rimmer being the kind of guy he is the the amazing guy he is he doesn't even think of his own uh, danger of his own life he thinks of what it would mean to kind of for the experiment he, uh, for the for the test flight um, so have you guys ever done anything brave in this kind of vein like something where you haven't really thought of yourself but you kind of gone no. for it if you, yeah you must have done something for charity or I ran 5k in That's 10k. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm a coward. <laughs> really? Yeah, pretty much. Can't think I of went me. my dad did a, a bungee jump and I went up in the cage. That was <laughs> scary enough for me. That's that's it. No. Being brave. What have I done that's brave? I give blood. I give blood. That's is that that's brave? I think it is. Okay. I think it's brave. And also anything you do for charity is kind of thinking of yourself before sorry, thinking of others before yourself which is kind of one of the traits that Ace Rimmer kind of shows. Because Rimmer is the complete opposite. Rimmer only thinks of himself and, and he would even put others in danger rather than yeah, kind of I put himself. Yeah, I think we've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is our instruction to Ace Rimmer and um, where we hear the, the catchphrase, what a guy. Um, and it's kind of... Are you sick of... Joe, are you sick of uh, people like quoting like like Ace, Ace Rimmer's catchphrases and... And no. like smoke me a kid because I'm. I mean, you, you go on on the reddwolf.co.uk, and you do see people saying. Well, actually, you don't really see it anymore. But like, people saying smoke me a kipper and stuff. And <laughs> no, I don't think it's. I don't think it's ever excessive. Even a dimension jump, it's not excessive. It's not like yeah. you're just wandering around. Ha ha! Smoke me a kipper. Uh, each other. <laughs> um, I'm glad to hear that. Did you, not, <laughs> no. you guys didn't go to my school, but like that—that that was people were saying that all the time. But I guess we were kids. Oh yeah. And but, stuff. Um, I don't. No, I don't. I think it's if you're in a um, in a red dwarf like forum or or whatever, then people tend to do quotes if quotes fit within a particular situation. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. it all the time. My <laughs> other half yeah. does it, um, <laughs> but never to like excess or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, I, I try and bring like Red Dwarf like um, catchphrases and words. And I remember when I was growing up, I stole a lot of lines from Red Dwarf to, in like stories and I used it on people. Um, but I never kind of like managed to get in any kind of Ace Rimmer quotes in, into anything I have ever done. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ace Rimmer is the kind of guy that you kind of want to be like. And um, we'll see you later on in this episode that it it's a bit over the top though isn't it no it's meant to be though, <laughs> yeah but you don't it? really want to be like that do you yeah you do what like just really? unbelievably loved by everyone yeah of course you of course you do and like it, it's lo- almost it looks like a lot of effort <laughs> no 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 it's the opposite it looks like everything he does is like so effortless and that is not risking his cl- life isn't effortless though is yeah it? but because you pretty much know he's going to be fine <laughs> though like i guess in later series we, we find out why but um he isn't the type of guy to kind of... The reason why he can think of um, other people before himself all the time is because he knows he'll, he'll succeed. Um, actually, before that, he meets a lot of the alternative dimensions, doubles of, of the people we know and love. So we see um, we see a version of Lister as a, as a priest. No, no, no we cat. see a cat as a priest, priest. yeah. Uh, and we see um, Hattie Hayridge 
Um, Melly. Melly, yeah. She looks great, doesn't she? she yeah. Does. She looks awesome. And she at least gets the, the opportunity to do a little bit of acting, like proper acting, because I think head acting's quite easy. Is there many other episodes where she gets to do that much acting? Well, I think the thing is, I think having spoken to Hattie about the work that she puts in, I don't think you necessarily notice it so much because when I mentioned before about the background acting, um, it's always, always worth watching her whenever there's a scene going on, just sort of yeah. keep half an eye on her because she couldn't ever see them because she had oh the camera on her. Yeah, but what she used that. to do is she used to watch the rehearsals, work out where people were going to be compared to where her monitor was going to be yeah. so that she could act off them, so that oh she could wow. look at them. And That's amazing. Do I never even thought so of that. Yeah, wow. yeah, so she actually puts quite a lot into it. Yeah. It's definitely worth... Did you watch that episode of her um, in Jonathan Creek? Yes. Where she, she was great in that. I yeah. loved her in that. She played oh, a magician. Yeah. Oh, she's she's awesome. Well, what do you think about... Um, because obviously you've seen some of the new episodes of Red Dwarf. What do you think of the new episodes uh, of Red Dwarf so far? Do you think it, it matches up to anything like Dimension Jump? The ones you've seen, obviously, I'm not sure how many you've seen. I think it's hard to tell. I've actually seen quite a few. Um, I've been lucky because I live 25 minutes drive from the studio. Oh, awesome. oh, so nice. um, <laughs> standby tickets are my friend. Um, so I've seen six episodes. Nice. I've seen two of 12 and four of 11. Cool. I saw two of 11. I haven't seen any of 12. Um but I was, uh, I, I love the ones I've seen. Yeah, um, I've, like, there's definitely a couple in there which are really, really great episodes. Like, the, the yeah. last one that I saw, which we'll have to wait for, for ages and ages to yeah, see, yeah. Um, was the one that was uh, filmed on the 12th. Yeah. Um, I laughed so much. Yeah, oh, yeah. So this much. is This is in series 12. This is series 12, wow, so it's going to okay. be ages away. Really long time um, away, yeah. And... There was obviously the episode which, uh, the first one of 12, um, which everyone kind of knows is the Crichton-based one that yep. we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. It's not really a spoiler to say that because the cast all mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I was really worried about that one. Really worried. I'm worried about every Crichton episode, to be quite honest. Oh, I, think, I, think I love the Crichton episode. I think they've ever done it. What more do you need to know? <laughs> um, but it was really good. I yeah. think it was done It was done really well. Um, and I thought it was funny. So the Crichton-centric episode in series 11. Yes. Do you know which one I'm talking, yes. talking about? What did you think of that? Um, because while I watched it, I thought it was great. But like since... It's kind of, it, the shine's gone a little bit for me. I, I think it's a little bit too slapstick. I think I think it can be hard to tell. Like, obviously, I know everyone always says it's part of the thing is that you're there and it's the, the environment and the cast are in front of you yeah. and you're surrounded by fans. And there is a little bit of that. But I, I think it's really hard to tell what the finished article is going to be like. That's because true. Because you don't know what the edits are going to be like in terms of you know how the edits are going to affect the way that the jokes flow and yeah. and various things like that i quite like the the crying episode in in 11 um i don't think it's going to be the best episode of 11 yeah. but if it's the worst episode of 11 then it's going to be a brilliant series exactly but also for that episode the stand-up guy was wasn't ray peacock oh it was that other guy <laughs> who was oh, he really tried I, I, he, my I heart sorry for him. yeah my heart I went out really to him. bad for it was him hard. it's the thing is, um, we're so lucky having Ray because Ray is a huge Red Dwarf fan. Yeah. 
James had seen Red Dwarf and was like aware of it, but not in terms of I'm a huge fan and I think it's yeah. brilliant. So he tried his best. With, he, he did quiz questions and things like that. But he missed some huge references. Mass- Gaspacho soup. Gaspacho soup. Yeah. Um, and there was another one which I can't. Because he was remember. like, "Why is someone talking about gaspacho oh, it was an soup?" Insult that someone did. That was a rimmer insult. And right. he was like, "Oh, that's a bit harsh." I was yeah. like, "Oh god." Oh. Um, but yeah. But re- the thing is, we're spoiled with Ray. You wouldn't yeah. necessarily get a warm-up guy who knew the show. That's that true. You were but were you seeing. there for the? I think it was the penultimate episode of series eleven, where it was Ray Peacock where it was the one that went on for too long because of, of the fire drill. There was a fire drill. I didn't see that one. I know, I am aware of what happens in yeah. it, but I wasn't there for that he, one. Because it not, he really struggled, Ray Peacock. I imagine a little bit. so, um, yeah. He went on to I Spy for the last like two, <laughs> two hours. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> and it wasn't a me joke. Hardcore I Spy. It, it was like, and it was just like, I Spy with my life, something to begin with K, Crichton. Yeah, you'll go. And it was like that for two hours. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? I'm glad I didn't go to that one week. <laughs> yeah, but the guy was like, he was trying to get us, I think he's on it for was a few. Was it because the, the audience weren't really involving themselves or was it? I think he just was tired. Were, uh, yeah, and yeah, the audience good. was a bit, yeah, they weren't really up for it. But he was trying to get us to storm uh, the next studio to, for the Millennium Falcon. Oh, he does that on he every does it everyone. Yeah. He does that everyone. <laughs> he was like, I've just seen the Millennium Falcon. It's, yeah. <laughs> One of these days he's going to get it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd love it. Um, yeah, but back to the episode. So, uh, yeah, we see doubles of, of everybody um, and it kind of gives you, I guess, an unrealistic view of what could pos- possibly happen in someone's life them to uh, uh, turn to a different character. For instance, Cat wouldn't have been a priest because he probably wouldn't be there at all, would he? Or unless, no. actually, well, maybe he could have turned into the, the cat priest. But he's not a cat. No, he is a cat. He, he's still... Is he evolved from the cats in this? It's really confusing. We are never really told, I don't think. But yeah, um, but yeah there's, there's some queries on whether they pe- those particular people would be there i mean lister yeah. might well be because yeah you know, lister yeah. could Spanners, be definitely he's a mechanic there's no reason why he couldn't have he couldn't have worked his way up there yeah cats um I don't might not necessarily cat, yeah. be a cat or maybe the cat population still evolved but just in a different way yeah i um, guess so yeah melly yeah she could be maybe anyone, really. holly was modelled on her yeah true and bongo well bongo looks like robert llewellyn doesn't look like right <laughs> exactly yeah. so you know so, yeah but he could but i mean he looks like Crichton's creator right so sure yeah that could be a be so something there, there but yeah i mean i don't think we're meant to think too hard about because uh, it's yeah. an alternative dimension so anything could happen um but um yeah so um uh ace Rimmer decides to uh take this flight and um it does bring him straight away into danger because he flies through like a wordy wormhole type thing um and w- when he goes through it he kind of hits uh well he managed to avoid hitting uh the crew of of red dwarf um but aboard red dwarf um the crew are uh, about to go on a fishing holiday but they want to leave Rimmer behind because Obviously, they don't like him. This is further kind of introducing the fact. But actually, you don't need it introduced. They hate Rimmer. 
and they he hear everything about him. On, I think more than he hate does. Him. But do you yeah, do you find sometimes they go a bit too far? Because this is just cruelty. Yeah, I think. Well, that's. I think that's the reason that that Lister kind of asks him in the end because it's you know it's all well and good sneaking off while he's not there and then yeah. dealing with the consequences afterwards. But when <laughs> yeah. Rivers stood right in front of him, yeah, he kind of has to go. Well, if exactly. you really want to come, then well, because Cat rocks up and goes quick before he before Rimmer gets here. Yeah, that's the blunt. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great, but like I don't know. I kind of want to see the episode where they are they are gone and he just walks around the ship and no one's there for three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> the note says they're going to be gone for three it's weeks. It's a long fishing trip. That yeah, that would be great. With uh, no fish, I'd like to see what revenge he'd get on them for leaving him. Oh, for three he really weeks. would, wouldn't he? If he had, if Holly was going as well, would he have control of the ship? Could he just like I don't know? Maybe it'd be in like autopilot or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that'd be an interesting episode. I always thought, I don't know if you heard me say it in other episodes, I always thought it'd be a good episode, maybe in a, in a new series, to d- to explore what happened to the Scutters over those three million years. Mm. Like, what have they been up to? Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole spin-off show on its own. Just writing stuff to the John Wayne fan <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to think they would be like making films, making their own John Wayne westerns and for three million years. Because in three million years, Talkie Toaster, he kind of... He, he because he has artificial intelligence he kind of learned to do stuff and do the scutters have artificial intelligence they, they must have a little bit because they, they're able to kind of swear and yeah and have the ability to so. appreciate f- films and and stuff so yeah what happened to the scutters i always thought it'd be interesting if it, one of the scutters maybe bob was to blame for the drive plate uh, messing up because we never really find out really what exactly happens to the drive plate do we correct me if i'm wrong we know something went wrong with it. It's Rimmer that's Rimmer was supposed to f- to fix it. It was on his watch, but why was it Rimmer? But why was it Rimmer? Because yeah. he fixes the vending machines. Exactly. Um, maybe there's some elaborate plot, and somebody fixed yeah. the, the sheets, the timesheet, to say that it should have been Rimmer when really it should have been somebody else. I'd entirely. love to explore that. I mean, maybe if they ever do a movie one day, they, they would explore that more. But until then, do you like a movie? I'm always interested to ask people this. 100% yes. Really? And not because I think it would be as good as the TV show, because I don't think it would ever would be good, as good as the TV show, but I think it would introduce it to a lot more people around the world, mm. which would therefore possibly make more episodes of Red Dwarf happen, because if, if it's popular... Because films can get places like that, uh, that TV shows can't, I think. Um, but so, so, yeah, I'd really like to. And I, I kind of kind of want them to briefly give an overview of what happens in Red Dwarf, but I want them to kind of, within five minutes, start on an adventure. I don't want a massive build-up, like introducing yeah. the characters. Because um, people can just watch a TV show for that. Which you and also, you don't necessarily have to have a big build-up where you introduce characters. As long as your characters are acting in character, Yeah, you can understand what their characters exactly. are. And you don't, need to, lot, so. you don't need to build up Cat at all, do you? Because within 10 seconds no. you know what cat's about yeah. and rimmer and, exactly. and yeah probably lister as well uh and Crichton, yeah so yeah but um i mean do you think they would it will ever happen i uh, i honestly don't know i think because i think it's doug's fault why it's not happening he's because he wants it he i'll tell you why because he Go wants on. a budget of like 20 million right uh, apparently i read that and he was there was that weird scam that someone tried to do in him right yeah, the um, <laughs> the American guy. Yeah, the I can't forget no, I what they're called now. The Duke of something in Australia. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this guy, um, I mean, um, I think Doug had put it out there that he wanted a Red Dwarf film to be mm. made, but he needed funding. And then some random guy, from, was it from Australia or America? It was Australia. Yeah. Said, okay, yeah, I've got the money, and 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 they were like back and forth in touch with each other, but it just turned out to be an elaborate 
Scamos. It was, yeah. Weird it thing. I don't know. It was bizarre. Trolling him or something. Yeah, which um, is a weird thing to do. Why would you troll Doug Naylor? I don't know. Um, um, I don't know because I think Doug put a lot of effort into trying getting the movie made, which is one of the reasons why we waited so long to get to back to Earth. Yeah. Um, because all of all of his attention was based on trying to get this movie made that everybody wanted him to make. Yeah. So he was trying to get it made. Um. And I don't know. I mean, I think, I guess the thing is, um, I don't know off the top of my head what the budget um, thing was, but I would assume you want to do it properly. So you want to get the proper models and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you know how much an episode of Red Dwarf costs to make? I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I'm guessing the ha- at least half a million an episode, Seriously? maybe. I know how much yeah. the bazooka would cost to make. How much? Two grand a piece. Okay. That makes sense. They're pretty elaborate things. Um, would you want to see a film, Daniela, a Red Dwarf film? As your boyfriend works for Empire, <laughs> he could give it like five stars. Do they give stars in Empire? I should know. I'm sorry. They Nick. give stars, yes. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I, I have no influence over the star rating. Okay. Um, Am I seeing Nick on Sunday? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, actually, it's a hypothetical question because there isn't a Red Dwarf film, but I'll um, persuade him to. I don't know. I want a Red Dwarf film actually I quite like that they're in 20 minute bite sized chunks short yeah. adventure I'm not sure how it would work over 90 minutes well there's two options they could do with the film they could either do a film where they properly go back to Earth and it's actually Earth spoilers or um, they could just do the, the introduction again I guess and maybe spawn a series of, of Red Dwarf films just think about TV shows that have tried to do a film and I can't think of any yeah. that have worked. Well, in the 70s, loads of TV shows did films like on the buses and just... <laughs> on the buses. Yeah, it's terrible. But, um... Yeah, yeah the X-Files films. Yeah, the first terrible. one was good. The second one was they terrible. They were not good. They were not good. The Mrs. Brown's Boys film. Oh, jeez, yeah. Harry Hill Harry Hill, I was on TV the other it day. It hasn't worked well, I, has Personally, yeah. I would rather be focused on either series or books. Okay. Because I'd love to see another book. Um, I love the books. And Except I think you get you get more content in a series anyway than you do for me. I mean, it's always nice to see stuff on the big screen. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I feel like Red Dwarf is at home on the TV screen. Yeah. And. Well, an- another reason why I think he couldn't get funding for the film is because he wanted to use the original actors which is obviously what you have to do yeah but other people are looking at him saying okay yeah we'll we'll cast like because eddie murphy was touted for it wasn't he (laughs) see that's another thing is he would lose a lot of control doug would lose a lot of control yeah if it went to actually because you get the big production companies involved and they'd be like oh yeah well this is great but you know and we see how well that worked with the american pilot didn't we yeah the american pilot (laughs) is, is terrible but gee but do you not think that if it was like a, a star vehicle for like Hollywood's finest, it would get Red Dwarf like seen by a lot more people? Who and would you recast then? Okay, what's your, what's your dream 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 casting <laughs> now? <laughs> dream casting. Who would you cast as if they made a film of Red Dwarf right Me. now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, um, or anyone? Um, Andy Serkis as Crichton. What? Not you? What? Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. That's 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 perfect. Lister. Um, I don't know. It's it's really hard because you'd have to think um, he would Tom want to Hiddleston do it. Tom Hiddleston is Rimmer. Yeah, you're really good at this, right? <laughs> I play this game a lot. <laughs> I can't think. Um, Who would be Cat? 
I I can't. Um, I can't. I can't even think of any actors. It's <laughs> making me feel dirty just having is this it conversation. La- is it Lauren Laverne? <laughs> oh, God, no. I hate <laughs> Lauren Laverne. No. Lauren Laverne? As cat. I don't know. Lauren Laverne as cat? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. No. I'm just trying to think. I don't think it's going to. I don't think it would. Box. Yeah. No. I don't think it's going to happen. Would no. you. Would you ever? Would you want to be in Red Dwarf one day, like as a as a kind of background character? Oh, I've already been in Red Dwarf. Oh, have you? Have you? Oh, okay. Um, I was in Back to Earth. Oh, okay. So nice. the third episode, um, where they're running through the marketplace. Yeah, yeah, doing I'm, the Blade Runner thing. I'm um, shopping at a market stall. Oh, perfect! Nice. <laughs> and they keep running past me, and I just keep being very surprised that somebody's running past me. <laughs> was, was you there when they smashed through the, all the glass and stuff? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, we saw That's them cool. practicing that. That was. That's cool. Because really they, they did. I thought they did that first time. I. They. Um. We saw them doing a practice run. They. I think they had one practice run at it, and we saw them doing that. And then it wow. was. Yeah. And then they filmed it, and then that was kind of it. That's cool. So I'm guessing that like, you love Back to Earth, right? I like Back to Earth. I think it gets a lot of stick. Also, I don't think it was as unpopular when it aired as people like to say it is now. I think it's, I like it. I like Back to Earth. I think it's if you go in expecting it to be the early series, then mm. it's not the early series. Nothing's going to be. Um, but if we didn't have Back to Earth, then we wouldn't have had series ten, and we wouldn't have series eleven and twelve in the pipeline now. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's not terrible. It's just, it's basically, it is a little bit sort of to the fans if this is the last thing we do. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got all the bits with um, Craig sitting around the the um, the gravestone and there's yeah, a picture yeah, there yeah. of like Mel Bibby, yeah. um, production designer. And, you know, there's really lots of really nice little things there for the for the fans. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think people are too harsh on it. Like, it's not ever going to be one of the best episodes, but no. it's a nice episode. It's I liked it. I think it was inventive. I know it was just a riff on the various different like science fiction films, but yeah, I liked it. I mean, the Red Dwarf's meant to be kind of like inventive, and I thought it was something different. And I mean, you, you can only have so much of like two guys and it's talking in their bunks and to each other, which is what everyone seems to want. But do they really? Because I don't know. I don't know because they got that back. Yeah, for, yeah, you know, they have. For eight, and That's then everyone was that. like, "Ooh, that was terrible." So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I think Red Dwarf is best when Doug doesn't really listen to what the fans want because the fans don't necessarily know. Oh. What yeah. they want. As soon as he started listening to to oh, oh you know they want more bunk scenes and they want this and they yeah. want the crew back and they want you know. And then they gave them that, and it was yeah. Not that's so that's the most good. right thing we're going to say today. Never, never pay lip service to the fans because the fans yeah, don't know what they us. want. Yeah, no. the fans are fans because of you had your own ideas. So when they start say, bringing in the, their own ideas, and it's it's just the worst thing. And yeah, you're right. They started doing that, and it's crazy. And like for instance, bringing back Dwayne Dibley and Ace Rimmer every five minutes. Not every mm-hmm. five minutes, but it's just it spoils it. It's, it, it it spoils the previous episodes where they appeared yeah. for me because you just think, oh, this guy again. Relentless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, anyway. So, um, uh, aboard Red Dwarf, yeah, they, they've been really mean to, to Rimmer back on onto the episode. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then suddenly, um, Starbuck encounters um, Ace's ship going through that kind of wormhole. 
and it basically makes them crash and uh, they adopt a, a crash procedure uh, which involves reading um, the in-flight magazines and it's quite a funny scene Daniela yeah, did you yeah. which is up to your usual standards yeah, if you're not liking it. anything about no, <laughs> excuse me I've liked a lot of the past few episodes you haven't okay. so I just thought I just thought because this wasn't a Crichton centric episode you might not like it because because <laughs> <No. laughs> series three and series four there's loads of Crichton episodes um, I guess because he's so new really i guess but up until this point they haven't really explored cat that much but they, yet they've concentrated on i've got a thing with cat in okay. that i like cat a lot i think he's a really great yeah. character but he he's the punchline guy yeah he hasn't really That's got an awful lot of character <laughs> to explore he's not very deep he's no. you know though in the episode the comes along from series yeah. 11 that i saw they, he was great. He was really mm. good. Did did he see the one? Yeah, the, the second one I watched. I actually the one with the, with the fire drill. Um, he has like this five minute speech, and you just think, hang on, they've given this speech to Cat, and he goes on and on and on. You think, yeah, wow. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm not. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I'm I'm looking forward. It to was seeing great because he did it all the way through, like without making a mistake, and everyone was just like, holy moly, this is amazing. And then he did it again. It's unbelievable, and like, it's probably the first time I've seen Cat do something like that which is mm. it's weird that they took it up until now to do it but yeah I'm a big fan of Cat um, oh don't get me wrong I love Cat he's brilliant yeah. like what's not to like yeah. he comes along he does the punchline okay, okay let me ask guy. you a question then Joe. how do you like Danny John Jules on Twitter <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to follow Danny John Jules on Twitter because I'm in the fan club profile yeah um, I quite political he's very opinionated yeah, very he's not opinionated. afraid to say what he thinks yeah um yeah that's that's what i'm gonna stick with he is the <laughs> angriest person I, I i've seen on twitter and i see there's a lot of angry no, people on twitter i follow kanye west he's angry no danny john jules <laughs> will out angry kanye west any day <laughs> i'd love to see the two of them in a room together oh i'd love to know what danny john jules thinks of uh, bill cosby but i'm, I'm not going to tweet at him <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's probably spoken about it on Twitter or something. Yeah, I'm I think he's covered sure. all the issues. Yeah, he's he scares me. He actually scares me on Twitter because I, I don't know what to say to him. Like if I want, sometimes want to reply, but I wouldn't touch it because I've got a feeling I'll say something to him and then he'll retweet me and say racist or something. If he takes it the wrong way. Yeah, I've seen yeah. him do that to a lot of people. I'm just thinking. They sometimes weren't. he's right. Oh he's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I've seen definitely. some people that, that that talk to him and. Like he's definitely in the right, but it, it is fairly relentless. Yeah, I do kind of. I just think he should really just chill out a bit, you know. He's like, why it, are you so stressed? Yeah, and the funny <laughs> thing is, he's cat. He's meant to be the most chill person <laughs> yeah. ever. So you just think, if it, like, if if you're a Red Wolf fan and you haven't got Dan John Jules on Twitter, you think, oh, this guy's going to be awesome, really cool and chilled. He might, he might talk about how he was on um, um, Little Shop of Horrors or something. Whereas Robert Llewellyn does Twitter really well. He does, he's yeah, really he's great. Twitter. He was one of the first people to take up Twitter properly. So yeah. he's like, yeah. He, he knows what he's doing. But Twitter. Wow, I'm surprised Danny John Jules hasn't got in trouble. Because he, he's got some high profile jobs on the go right now. That Death yeah. in Paradise is doing really well. Really I well. The thing, the thing with Danny is he's kind of a, a law unto himself and anyone who employs him um, has to understand no, that. Yeah. I think they know what really. they're getting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Google him for five minutes and all that dust, <laughs> dustbin man stuff comes up. You know about that, Daniela? No. Oh, he had a fight with some dustbin. 
It's crazy. <laughs> it's like he's the most angriest man in the world. Can you put it on the show notes? Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> just want to watch it. And like, I, I was reading his explanation of why he was fighting these dustmen. I was thinking, Danny, you've been a smeggard. Like, uh, oh. Anyway, Danny John Jules. Um, so yeah, so uh, Danny John Jules, aka Cat, does get injured in this like semi kind of crash thing because um, they crash into a moon surface. Surface, um, and there's blood leaking into his nice cat-like suit, um, and he's worried that the that the blood's clashing with his trousers. Um, he's not worried about his injury at all. Um, so even though he's selfish, it's endearing. <laughs> but when 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 Rim is selfish, it's just just hateful um so yeah so lister decides to try fix the uh, damage engine before a starbucks sinks um but he doesn't really know much about what he's doing because obviously he's lister uh but luckily our hero ace rimmer arrives and he immediately knows what to do and he kind of takes charge but he does see his um it's almost mirror opposite he does see arnold rimmer and he thinks rimmer is up to the job but obviously he isn't because he's are dimensions rumor yeah he seems quite surprised yeah um and it's uh yeah i guess this is this is doug's way of uh of just showing the difference between the two one guy's a get up and go kind of hero and the other guy's aj rimmer it's uh yeah it's quite tragic and like i've always been a massive well not always but i mean i've always thought rimmer had some kind of decency in him and when it comes down to it rimmer knows what he's doing but um so yeah he's very cowardly and ineffective and he's already starting to dislike um this alternate dimension rimmer because it's showing him up for the kind of coward he is even though everyone knows he's a coward this new uh, person that's come along is kind of really showing him for the highlighting his flaws really and it kind of ace reminds kind of uh, speaks to them about what the difference is between him and our rimmer and it's not what you expect can you remember what the difference is daniela um ace was kept back a year yeah so this is this is one of the moments in red dwarf when i remember watching for the first time it wasn't a shock but it was just like oh okay it's one of the moments in red dwarf that makes you think because Red Dwarf's good at being a comedy and slapstick and stuff, but every now and again they put something in an episode that kind of really makes you think about life and, and stuff, which is why I love Red Dwarf and why it kind of stands the test of time, I think, especially this episode, because I'm not explaining it very well, but um, so um, you might have thought that Arima was the one that to catch all the breaks. Sorry, Ace Rimmer was the one to catch all the breaks, and Arima was the one who was kind of uh, had all the problems but it was the complete opposite ace rimmer was, was the one that was held back a year and it was that kind of knock that made him the person who he is today it's like something the hero that happened that was that you would um presume to be negative actually was a positive thing it had a positive effect on that person's life yeah and do you ladies think this is true to life or is this just like an ideal scenario um i don't know i guess it depends I guess it depends on the, the individual, really, doesn't it? So, I mean, the yeah. thing is, like, Rimmer always had, um, like, his family would bully him yeah. relentlessly, yeah. Um, constantly. So you wouldn't necessarily have thought that being kept back a year would have made all that much difference. But the fact <laughs> that he was taller than all the, all the other boys yeah. and should have been able to be stronger, maybe that. That's true. That was what kind of did it and and made him harden up, I guess. That's true. And and as wise words from Kelly Clarkson, um, 
Well, Dustin <laughs> Kelly makes you stronger. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'll go Kelly. Yeah. So, like, I think I think it, there is some truth in it, but I don't think it works for everyone because certainly if, if you're just if you're constantly locked down, it's some your, your confidence will be dented. I think more than will make you stronger. Yeah. I don't know. I always think building people up, even just saying that saying if someone says you're great all the time then you start to believe it i think i don't know maybe that makes you a smackhead but um yeah so this is the, what, what's happened between uh the two rumors what's what makes them different um and yeah and so rimmer doesn't have the excuse anymore that he's a smackhead because he didn't get all the breaks because this shows others and himself what he could have become if he'd just taken one more option so yeah it's more to add to the tragic character of um arnold rimmer um, and uh, Ace uh, is there and he managed to, to fix Cat's leg in, in a kind of a horrific kind of scene. So it's at this point where um, due to Ace Rimmer kind of seeing what his other kind of dimension self has become or um, it kind of like bums him out really. Um, so he decides he doesn't want to s- stick around on this version of Red Dwarf. He wants to go explore other dimensions and uh, Bessie can't stand to be with our AJ Rimmer which is fair enough really I mean if the others had a choice I'm sure they would rather stay away from from Arnold Rimmer I think as well he's the type of person that he would get bored if he just stayed there I think he needs to go off on another adventure but would you would they get bored of him knowing Actually, you wouldn't, would you? No. Oh, God, no, you would, wouldn't you? Would you? Would you get, but he's I don't know, bored, s- but maybe so perfect yeah. all the time. And you're in, and there's no, there's hardly anyone else there. You'd, yeah. You would end up like just, he'd grate on you so much. You'd resent him. That's true, but he'd probably get them to Earth a, li- a bit faster, no? Don't and know. get them. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, there's, there's more to the story of Ace Rimmer after this episode, in which I. I uh, do you like do you like the other, the other appearances of Ace Rimmer? I mean, Dwayne Dibley's obviously every time he appears again, it's just dog dog poo. But um, <laughs> but I don't mind Ace yeah. Rimmer as a character in general. But I don't yeah. want him. I don't mind um, Ace Rimmer so much, and um, his second episode is is fairly good. Um, yeah, ex- but yeah, I'm I'm not on board with more Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> no, not at all. It's it's one joke. So being, do, do you think a lot of people, especially who who join the fan club, are massive fans? There must be people out there who love Dwayne Dibley. Oh, there are lots of people. Yeah. Really? yeah. And, and this is what I'm going to talk about. When at the Dimension Jump, when people do cosplay, are Ace Rimmer and Dwayne Dibley two of the kind of the the biggest? The features? two main ones. Yeah. Are Dwayne. Yeah. And Quarantine Rimmer. Nice. Okay, the King Rimmer. But this, this is what I'm gonna. It's gonna be a scary question now. Do they black up to play Dwayne Dibley? What? <laughs> Do they? Um, there has been one person <laughs> who, who did it a few years ago. Um, oh people on the boards will probably know who it is, but okay. I'm not going to name names. Um, and oh no. yeah, so we had a green room set up. Um, so on the Saturday evening, the the guests have like a meal and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Danny had turned up, uh, Danny John Jules had oh turned no, up. Oh no, Danny was there. Oh no. Um, to have the meal and he was appearing on the Sunday. So he was sat around chatting with everyone. We got the costume competition entrance <laughs> lined up because the um, the way onto the stage was through the green room. And the guy 
dressed up as Dwayne was going, Danny, 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 <laughs> and pointing at himself. <laughs> and oh, <no>. to <laughs> be fair, Danny just sort of like nodded and, and, and smiled quite <laughs> and then just got on with his conversation. But everyone else was just going... If that was on Twitter, if that if that interaction was on Twitter, he would have something to say. I mean, I don't think there was no harm in it. No, like, there was no harm yeah, intended, no. and that like I, the guy that the guy um, is a is a DJ regular. Um, <laughs> I just don't think he thought it through no. entirely. Anything involving blacking up is probably a bad. <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. To mostly do. people just just put the wig on the teeth. Yeah, which is and, enough, which is more than enough. Because <laughs> you get the gist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get the gist. Yeah, we get you, you doing deeply. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we've had, um, we had a family came uh, along once and they came as the, the Dibley family. Awesome. That was okay. quite sweet. Yeah. Um, a little baby Dibley. Would oh, be just awesome. as a scar, that would have been good. Um, <laughs> we have, we've had, we have some amazing costumes, absolutely amazing costumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've had we've had scutters, we've had um, blue midget, um, wow, we've had Camille, we've Camille, had Camille. Wow, how does someone do that? Um, with great great difficulty, <laughs> like and a lot of work. Um, wow. And um, we had um, demons and angels, low rimmer. <laughs> oh wow! That awesome. was um, uh, Simon Simon Peel, oh, who's nice. a DJ regular, and he looked amazing. Had all the piercings and all uh, the chains. He and had stuff. all the chains, and wow. uh, he looks awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this, 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 there are you know people put so much effort into it. They, they, you know, they'll come up with with things that you'd never even think of. Yeah, yeah. Are there pictures on the website? Yeah. So if you actually, if you have a look on um, on reddwolf.co.uk on the DJ reports there's usually photos of the costume competitions there cool. brilliant I'm going to take a look at those yeah did someone someone went as a um, a smaller studio Czechoslovakian traffic warden yeah, didn't they yeah Susan did that on the last DJ it was yeah. really good we've yeah. not had that before it was a brilliant <laughs> idea <laughs> are, there, are, there, are there any more characters like that no one's ever done I'm trying to think did anyone come as Queeg that, that DJ guy, I mean, that with the regular, maybe he'll come as Quig next year. <laughs> Don't give him ideas. <laughs> he'll um, just turn up, I'm Quig. I'm not sure. We've had Hollies before. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if we've had a Quig or not. Give people ideas there. Okay. We've had Alphabetti Spaghetti. That's one nice. that I remember. Um, <laughs> we had the, the Father's Day card. Nice. That, um, that Lister sends to himself. himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, a traffic cone. I guess someone comes Jesus, couldn't they? I think we've had a Jesus. I've oh, had a Jesus, yeah. We've had a Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like people think of the most random things, and it's amazing. It's great. It's so, no, it's so great. Good. And like the the, 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 the fu- not the funny thing, but the amazing thing is this show is like th- three decades old. Like, yeah. and people are still so into it. I know there's been new series on TV, but. These are people that have loved it from from years ago, yeah. and it's great that it's, it's it's still going, and it's great of of you guys to to keep it going. I mean, and I guess you putting running the fan club and putting on Dimension Jump is also helping the show because more people will will keep loving it and just hanging on until the new show comes along. So, yeah. I'm hope hopefully um, uh, Doug Naylor kind of like thanks you. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's one of the reasons um, that because we had tickets and stuff yeah, to yeah, us yeah. Um, just because we the work that, yeah, we, that we do put in enough. we have quite a good relationship with, with GMP um, yeah. and yeah it's it's nice that, that they recognise the, the work that, we, that yeah. we put in do you miss Rob Grant? 
I do. I'd really like. I um. I have contact with him. Okay. Um. And I always do ask him to come to DJ. Nice. And he always considers it, but maybe next year. I think he. I think it's because he's not been involved in it for so long. Yeah. Um. And and also, I think he's just a bit nervous of how it would go because he was he was one of the. I think it was the second. DJ that I went to in 2006, mm-hmm. he was due to go. Okay. And then he cancelled last minute. Just nervous. Um, yeah. He just, um, he couldn't kind of because face getting up there. Right. Um, which I think is really sad because, I mean, I've sort of, I've emailed him and, and, and I've said, like, you know, I think people would love to see you. I know you've yeah. not been involved in the recent stuff, but people would still love to see you because you created a show that people love. I mean, I know yeah. people that have met because and got married because they, you know, love somebody, one of them was wearing a Red Dwarf t-shirt, the other one did a <laughs> quote, um, and and now they've got two kids and that's Carrie who's on the fan club team. Oh, nice. <laughs> Carrie oh, cool. and um, I met my other half at DJ. Yeah. Um, Joey and Alex, who are on the fan club team, are it's married a now. Love people getting together, don't you? Know? It brings people together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you think? Because um, some people say that the reasons why the most recent series maybe didn't kind of hit home as much as the earlier ones was because Rob Grant wasn't there. Because Rob Grant was the one that was potentially bringing more of the concepts to the table. Um, I don't know. I think that's unfair. I think yeah. I think Doug has. I think Doug has good concepts. Um, yeah. I think it can't ever help. Um, kind of hurt. Sorry to to have someone to bounce those ideas off. And I think if you're writing alone and you're used to writing as a twosome, yeah, then it's a very different process. Yeah. Um, I guess they've already kind of probably built up a whole mythology about it that we and potential storylines in the past, which maybe that can use and, and, and stuff. Yeah, and, you know, just from um, from some of the, the, the episodes that, that we've seen, like, you know, the, there are some really good concepts in there. There totally. are some really good jokes in there. And yeah. I think... Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's unfair when people say, oh, you know, the Rob was the funny one or, mm-hmm. you know, they, they put it all on, on somebody else and they kind of belittle the work that Doug does. It's always going to happen though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, people are idiots. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, but, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it's just a different... I don't think it's necessarily that Doug is bad at anything. I think it's just a different process. Mm-hmm. And I like some of the Doug... I, I'm not a big fan of Series 8 and I'm never... Yeah. I don't think anyone is. I've never <laughs> been quiet about... Like, if I don't like something, then yeah. I'll say, like, I don't like Dead. Well, that's good, because if you... Even though, obviously, you've got connections to the series, if you did say you're a big fan of Series 8, people might think you're just saying that just to kind of tote yeah. the party line. Well, this is the thing, and I, I've, got, I've had that a little bit with, with... Which is why I don't really talk an awful lot about what I'm thinking about the new series, because people go, oh, you're on the fan club, you're going to say... Yeah. You're going to say it's the it's same good with Seb, whatever. Seb, yeah. Seb Patrick. He's very careful about what he says, because people think he's very biased, but I think he, he, he'd be honest with... Yeah. I think, like, I think Seb would. I I definitely would. There's no question. Like, if you go on g and mm-hmm. I am very open about yeah. if I don't like something, then I don't like it. Um, and Doug still likes me. So, he's not gone well, that thing you said about Dirt Day. Well, (laughs) that's it, and I'm speaking to you again. Um, You know, because if I 
praise something, then it means that I actually like it, not that I'm just yeah. going, oh yeah, because I'm on the fan club team. That's good. It gives you like integrity, and I think to to and also just the fact that, you, like I said, to run in the the fan club, like and, and keeping it going is such a big, a big or not ordeal, but you know, it's a big undertaking. It's a big part of your life. You got a yeah. day job as well. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, Red Dwarf. Let's say you know, with the fact that I've met. Um, so well, met so many of my friends and yeah. um, and people through Red Dwarf as well. It's kind of a big part of my life, regardless. So, do you feel so like you owe Red Dwarf? Because um, I feel like that sometimes. I feel like I should do more. I don't know what to do. Well, I need to do more to get people into yeah, Red Dwarf. Yeah, I guess so. Because you know, my me and my other half been together nine years. Wow, nice. Um, you know, we've been together a while now. Oh, so that was your met s- from your second jump. dimension jump. Yeah, we met at dimension oh, jump. Oh, nice. Um, and so yeah in that respect i guess i do yeah <laughs> so that's why i work so hard for you guys <laughs> oh that's really cool um but yeah we'll just finish off the episode and then uh, we'll get back to talking about other stuff but um yeah so um ace decides to leave red dwarf um and because remember's a smeckhead but um the last act of kind of like vengeance up kind of showing him up Rimmer tries to I, I guess he's trying to kill Ace Rimmer isn't he so he lines up um, a him. <laughs> yeah gentle maiming gentle maiming yeah so he rigs up I don't know how clever, how he's this clever but he rigs up this kind of like system I'm sure he got this gutters to help or someone yeah, to have um, a, a kind of a, how do you go, a, a big bag of kippers falling on it's a bag of kippers right it's meant to be a play on Smoke Me a Kipper, I, I, I think. I couldn't see what it was. No, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what it is. And also, um, I should have watched the episode before I came out, so I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kippers would make, be a good joke. So let's say it's Kippers. Yeah, I think I think it's meant to be like either like a crate of Kippers. Um, and obviously it doesn't work. Um, he tries to cut the line to drop the Kippers on, on Ace Rimmer. And Rimmer just takes one look at it and just kind of like shrugs and kind of walks away and... That's the end of the episode, but it's not quite the end of the, of the episode because they leave us with a rendition of the Red Wolf theme song done with the Hammond organ, which is probably <laughs> my second favourite end music of Red Dwarf after the melt the next episodes uh, yeah, and nice. credits. Yeah, I thought you'd see Elvis one, right? My mum had that at, um, when she was um, walking out at her wedding. No, yeah. the Elvis wow. version of Red Dwarf. Yeah. That's amazing. That she had the series. She had the series one opening music. Yeah. As she was coming in. Amazing. Wow, Elvis this as they awesome. were walking out. <laughs> it's more. F- it's more like for funeral music, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Most of our family didn't know what the hell was going on, to be honest. That's but so mum was I don't care. I want that. Is, is your mum really into Red Dwarf as well? Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. I wish my mum was. Actually, Daniela's mum's on next week's show. Yeah, she's a <laughs> guest. Because your mum loves Red Dwarf. My mum d- doesn't. Cause she's, she had to put up with me watching it as a kid constantly. Like, she wants to like, watch EastEnders and stuff. But no, VHS in, watching Red Dwarf over and over and over and over again until she bought me a TV for my own room. And then, then she got some peace. Um, so she, yeah, she she wouldn't be interested in this podcast at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's the end of the episode. And like, I think we we kind of like stated that at the start that we all pretty much love this episode yeah. or like it a lot at least. And it's always one of the ones where, where when there's a vote or because I used to get the Red Wolf's magazine. Yeah, is my bible. <laughs> and um, when they did the charts in there, it was always second or third. It's always polymorph no actually it was always bacteriality like polymorph gunman of the apocalypse and then maybe um uh dimension jump 
Yeah. Something like that. I think it came ninth in the Silver Survey. The GNT Silver Survey, yeah. It was, it was the top of that series. Yeah, so talk about GNT uh, quickly. So, uh, Ganymede and Titan is a Red Dwarf website, which is probably, well, it's better than the official Red Dwarf website in terms of. <laughs> it is, though. In Suck on that subject. <laughs> I'll tell him, he's on in a couple of weeks. It's fine, I'll tell him. <laughs> yeah. Because, no, just for sheer stuff on it. Um, and because I mean, I, I it's not, it's not, obviously it's not Seb's fault because you have to be quite official. So you can only put certain things on there. Sure, yeah. But like Ganymede and Titan has loads of cool stuff and you've got opinions, which is great. Yeah. Again, they are, if they like something, they like yeah. it. If they don't like something, then they're not going to be shy about yeah. saying it. Yeah. Which is, I think is that for any kind of fan website is, is how you, I've had done fan websites in the past you probably don't know about Daniel actually and you f- you have to kind of have your opinion otherwise people won't was read it, a it. fan website about yourself Jed it was actually yeah <laughs> Jed actually these German girls once did jedofficial.com it was weird really weird I was scared I had to get them to take it down because someone from my old work like found it and I was like this is the most embarrassing ever they wrote poems about my socks and stuff not still nice. online. No, they took it down. Oh, down. But, back to Google but, the, but the loading <laughs> screen, it was just jetofficial.com um, and the loading screen was a sheep like because of my name. The Wayback Machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> sh- oh, I forgot about that. Guys. Daniela's Googling it now. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. But yeah, um, so the Ganymede and Titan, it's, um, mm. and the one thing about uh, Ganymede and Titan is it's a lot, it can be a lot of swearing and, and yeah. stuff on there, um, which I'm fine with. <laughs> and I think if you're a Red Dwarf fan, you should be fine with it. And I've seen people kind of kind of say, oh, um, I don't want to go somewhere with a swim. Well, don't go on it then. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think they do so. I think they, they are better. Oh, let me see. It, that, you can't that, find that's it. That's what comes up with Jed Official. What is, is it? Justin Bieber. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, is that really Justin Bieber's bought my uh, domain I name? So. <laughs> that is Justin Bieber, isn't it? That's weird. What's going on there? Um, yeah, so I mean, like, um, obviously my other half, Ian. Yeah. Um, he is one of the um, people who started uh, Ganymede and Titan. Yeah. Um, and he was quite young mm-hmm. when he started it, and he's a grown-up now. He's going to be thirty <laughs> yeah. this year. So I think. um i think yeah they swear i think they used to swear a lot more i think Uh they used to to be a little bit because he was younger and you know people grow up people mature yeah and you know they used to have beef with various people and people who had beef with them and (laughs) they've grown up everybody's grown up and people need to kind of go over a little bit sounds like the whole like biggie t-pack thing if you ask me but it's good like you know the the he puts a lot of well, I see the effort that he puts into yeah. into the website and that the other guys do as well. Yeah, it's totally um, commendable. I mean, again, the, one of the uh, one of the few like main websites that were keeping the Red Dwarf fandom going. Yeah, other even people, when there was no news, yeah, they found things Aww. to write about. <laughs> it's unbelievably admir- admirable to do stuff like that because I know how hard it is to keep. Because I, I, for instance, I, I, I on jedofficial.com. <laughs> yeah, no, but I've done like band websites for bands, and when the bands aren't releasing albums, you think, what on earth am I going to post now? And you just make up stuff, and it just looks stupid. But they've managed to keep it going for like years and years and years. And yeah. and again, like besides the fan club and the convention, stuff like Enemy and Titan is is the thing that's 
possibly making this new series possible, keeping the fans still around. So, yeah, it's great. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so if you guys want to check out Ganymede and Titan, it's ganymedetitan.tv. Ganymede.tv. That's the one. I'll put up a link on, on the show notes as well. Um, but, yeah, so now we'll go to... Uh, you've heard of our opinions. Let's see what the guys on reddwarf.co.uk think. Okay, and these are the thoughts from the Red Dwarf forum. First of all, we've got Slain Monkey, and he says, Fantastic episode. It's my other contender for favourite episode from series four. Um, it's actually put series six, but it's series four, Slain Monkey, um, along with Justice. Based on the strength of this episode, it's obvious why Ace Rimmer became such a fan favourite. Also, I know this is an odd comment, but this was the episode that features my favourite Starbug crash. Yeah, fair enough. It was, it was decent. Uh, Billy Casper says, love this, this episode. Ace Rimmer at his finest. That's not too hard to achieve, though, Billy Casper. And you've got Simon, um, who is a Man United fan. He says, a really good episode. <laughs> a really good episode. The one that brought us both Ace Rimmer and the line, smoke me a kipper. I'll be back for breakfast. Um, I actually had that on a t-shirt. Um, being because I had that. Great. I have that. Red Dwarf t-shirts were great. I really want to collect them all. With the uh, Ace from the World Tour dates down the back. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I got in real trouble <laughs> for my aunt because I I had the one with Lister saying, um, uh, was, "Get out, there, get and out twat, there and twat, twat it. it." And she's from Newcastle, so she, and like twat is a is i mean you can it's different ways of saying twat obviously and she was so offended with me i had to take it off like in the street <laughs> it wasn't good you didn't have anything on no i had a coat oh, i just okay. i just had to have, had to be like a weird yeah oh no well yeah weird um <laughs> i really am going around the street when i think i was like 14 as well just with just with a, with a zipped up jacket but you tell i was naked underneath such a weirdo <laughs> um, so yeah so Simon says uh, so many good moments in this one I take too much time to list them but I thought the two rumour business towards each other was very well done and this is lying about long drawn out death rattle of a man suffering from terminal flatulence still makes me laugh over 20 years since I first heard it uh, someone called Unrumble he seems to be a new poster um, says he's just listed his favourite lines basically afraid I'm going to have to do something a bit sissy now blackout go on he's probably picked up picked a ring uh, would it make a difference if it was hummus oh I love that yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's some other ones that are not quite funny um, and then DJ McBell goes on to say he's written an essay uh, he says ah dimension jump I would be easy to, to dismiss this simply as a streamer visits from another dimension shows how much of a failure our rumor is which is what you should have used at the top of the episode you probably had some more time to think about maybe but it isn't or at least not quite uh, there's a lot of good jokes here, especially the bits before the crew meet Ace. Seeing his dimension in which he's well regarded and would do anything for anyone. Then the scene on Starbug, which is brilliant. When Ace comes on board, it does change the dynamic. Suddenly the crew have something they all agree with rather than bickering. Um, I should also add that I don't watch Dimension Jump often, probably because, like various other episodes, Gunman, Back to Reality, I think it's overhyped. Interesting. I've probably seen it too much, though. Yeah, I don't know. I... It's over, it's over hyped for a reason. Yeah, it's, it's well liked for a reason. Hype, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's loved because it's a great episode. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of the I ones I've watched. I think it's overhyped. I yeah. think it's a good episode. I think people are kind of, if if you are sick of it, kind of sick of it because you maybe you've overwatched it because it was. I did ki- I did drain those di- those uh, VHS to death when, when yeah. it came out. Uh, I, that's what I didn't again. have all of them for a while. Yeah. So I but I had the one with Dimension <laughs> on the cover. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so you just watch those three episodes over and over. Over and over and over, over, over again, yeah. Um, and let's uh, end on Phoebe from Australia because uh, she's a tweet. She's uh, written from far away. I find Remy in this episode really relatable uh, with how he's left out by the others and no one else liking his hobbies. It hurts not to be asked and left out Aww. by everyone. Yeah. Oh, poor Rimmer. Even if it is doing something that you don't like. He tries so hard, but nothing works for him. And it cut. And in comes this other version of himself that has everything he never did and wanted. So would if a version of you turned up mm. a bit better, actually a lot better than how you are now, would you be like Rimmer and just be want to kind of like hurt him? Probably. Or her, sorry. Probably. I don't think I'd want to hurt her. I think I'd... I'd probably wouldn't like her very much yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> i think imagine. she'd be i'd be like gosh she's so annoying yeah well i'm annoying okay. anyway imagine like if someone successful. i can't imagine it Jed. <laughs> <laughs> a more successful version of your job? Is that it's not possible I don't think obviously that's bad. possible um but i think He's got a totally, he hasn't got a Forbes cover. He's got what is it? <laughs> time cover. Oh, cover. I'd love a time cover. <laughs> but um, Ace Rimmer, I think, is a version of Rimmer that isn't annoying. He's it's just more perfect, really. Yeah. So what if there was a perfect version of you that which is also likable? To do well, likable to everyone else, anyway. I don't know. It would depend how helpful she was to me. Because like yeah. having two of me at Dimension Jump would be pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If I'm on, if I'm honest, like being able to be in two places at once would be yeah. awesome. How many um, people are helping you at Dimension Jump, by the way? So we have um, we have the UK-based team members, yeah, um, plus other halves. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. You say chip in, yes. As well. um, and then we do get like we ask for volunteers over the weekend. We, we actually we only just started at the last Dimension Jump. Ask for volunteers just to do little bits of things. Okay. Um, so if anyone wants to volunteer get in touch with joe yeah yeah, yeah. um we're gonna uh we will sort of once the once the dates uh are up and everything and we actually start doing the proper public um advertising of it and everything will yeah. will there'll be links and things so that you can volunteer to uh and to where volunteer where is it usually <laughs> it's it's like in a hotel right so yeah so it's going to be the same place we've had it last time okay. um Although we haven't signed anything yet, so that's not guaranteed, but that's okay. probably where it's going to be. Um, okay. So it's at the Nottingham Crown Plaza. Okay. They were great last time. Yeah. Um, they kind of really let us take over, pretty much. That's cool. Um, and and they you're guaranteed really to, to hook up with someone, apparently, if, if, you, if you go <laughs> well, there. Well, you know, it's where everyone gets together. Red Dwarf brings people together, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. If, so do, do, you, do you find people often come on their own, or do people uh, kind of come in, in groups or couples? Um, all of the above, really. Yeah, um, Because yeah. we get families coming, um, so we've got, you know, the parents who are fans and mm. then their kids who are now fans, yeah. they bring, they come oh, along. that's great when the next generation um, gets... Oh, it's really nice. Yeah. Well, the last, um, just a slight tangent, the last yeah. um, costume competition um, was won by the daughter of a, a long-term DJ couple that, oh, nice. that come along. Um, yeah. She dressed as the dis- uh, the joy squid sorry she <laughs> came as the joy squid, <laughs> the joy squid. Um, yeah. and there was a really nice lady that came to the last um, 
Came to last DJ I'd not met before, a lady named Carrie. She does Geek Asylum and stuff okay, on right. Facebook. Yeah. Um, she was going to dress as the Despair Squid, but when she realised that Juliet was yeah. also doing that, she changed her costume last Aww. minute, which was really lovely of her. Um, but yeah, we get we get all kinds of you know all ages now, and we do sort of say just to be cautious in the Q and A's because you know yeah. we have no control over what everyone's going to say. Um, but if I think if you're old enough to watch yeah. Red Dwarf, then it's, exactly. it's probably fine. What's the um, male-female ratio? It's fairly even. Yeah, because be that's honest. what I've noticed about Red Dwarf fans. That it's fairly equal, and you don't, you don't really get that with a lot of fan bases, I find. Yeah. It's, I think it's Everyone assumes it's all guys yeah. in black T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just sitting around being socially awkward, um, and we do have some of Nothing those as well. Nothing wrong with that, guys. No, there's, <laughs> That's no, not, there's not. Some, my, some of my best friends are those guys, um, but it's there's just such a huge mix of people. Yeah. Um, so we have all ages. We have couples. We have families. We have people who just turn up on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think last time I ch- I, I kind of manually counted because i was interested mm-hmm. um and it was about um 60 percent um male okay percent female that's good odds that is good odds so guys you're almost you're almost guaranteed if, if, <laughs> if you turn up so <laughs> how much is it to go usually um it depends whether you're a member you get a discount if you're a member okay um and i can't quite remember off the top of my head what we charge last time we do a sh- we do a short period to start with which is a slightly lower okay um a lower price but we're only going to do that for a month this time okay um just to get the ball rolling really. yeah, yeah 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 um but it's about 70 pounds for the a weekend bargain. and then it, and then it'll really it will cheap. go up obviously yeah but, yeah you know, yeah so get in early guys if you want to go to our dimension jump we'll we'll mention it on the rest of our podcast every now and again to to make sure people remember and and to to turn up um yeah and uh yeah we'll go on to the smegheads charts now and here's the smegheads charts number one polymorph number two backwards number three thanks for the memory number four marooned number five white hole number six justice number seven better than life Number eight, Stasis Leak. Number nine, Krieg. And number 10, DNA. How is DNA in number 10? That's your off doing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where do you think? Do you think this gets into the top 10? Yeah, For me, I definitely. think so. Um, I, Joe, you can have some input as well. I think it's the top five as well. Yeah. I'd put it on number three, I think. So what have you got at the top again? Okay, so the, the top five is Polymorph Backwards. Thanks for the memory. It's because I, it's my favourite episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth, Marooned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fifth is um, White Hole. It's better than White Hole, isn't it's it? It's better than White Hole. It's better than Marooned. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's no, yeah. I think I really like White Hole. White Hole's one of my favourite ones. Um, I, think, I think you've got backwards far too high there. Controversial. Um, I like backwards, but I think yeah. it's too high on your list. I noticed, like, kind of the diehard Red Dwarf fans mostly poo on backwards. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad episode, not by any yeah. stretch. Um, but I think I don't think it's better than Maroon. I um, think Maroon should be first no. if it was up to me. But you, it's <laughs> do you not like Maroon? It's okay, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. Maroon is the perfect episode. But well, thanks for the memory. Is also oh, thanks for the memory, Maroon. I like thanks for the memory. The two, the two best. 
for me. And hardly anything really happens. Okay, it's all we'll, talkies. We'll put it at four and we'll bump uh, Marine to number five. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, this it's is a democracy. Yeah. Okay. So our new, <laughs> <laughs> our, new, our new top five is Polymorph backwards. Thanks for the memory. Yeah. Thanks for the memory is number three. Yeah, Polymorph backwards. Oh, you're going from number one? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. I thought you were going from number five. <laughs> no. <laughs> number one, Polymorph. Number two, backwards. Number three, thanks for the memory. Number four is Dimension Jump. Yeah. And number five is Marooned. Yeah. I, I, can, I can kind of live with that. Yeah. Not ideal, but um, I guess that's what's called the Snakehead's charts, because it's not meant to be like <laughs> <laughs> the definitive one. Uh, so the silver... The, the silver Silver, silver survey. Silver survey. Yeah. What, what's what's the, the top? Do you remember what the top kind of few are? Um, I haven't got my phone with I me, could so I can't bring check. It up, yeah, have a look. Um, okay. I would imagine it's going to be Here back to reality, something like I that. I can't wait to do back to reality. It's so good. good. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, they've got it backwards, haven't they? They do, yeah. Um, so you start with okay. Oh, that's clever. It makes you read through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, okay, but they've, they've, they've put... They've made it easy. Um, so, yeah. So, the Silver Survey on, on Ganymede and Titan. Number one is Back to Reality. Mm -hmm. Number two is Marooned. Yes. Wow. Yeah, because they're right. Because <laughs> okay. it's true. This isn't just um, GNT, by the way. This was, this it is was a load a, of people, It was a yeah. vote, I think... Uh, there was about 200 people or something voted. Yeah, it seems now. like a lot of people voted. There voting. was quite a lot of people. So it's this, is, this, is, this, is a this is a great top five. So number one, Back to Reality. Number two, Maroons. Number three, Thanks for the Memory. Yeah. See, Daniela? Number four, I like Thanks for the Memory. Yeah, I know you do, <laughs> but like, you know. Number four, Gundam of the Apocalypse, which will probably be in our top five when we get to it. Uh, and actually, joint number four is Out of Time. That's oh, very interesting. Because I don't think that's right. <laughs> it's a great... The last the last few minutes is the some of the best Red Dwarf stuff ever. There's um, a lot of love for out of time. I put it as a mid table for me for yeah. me personally. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad episode, but I don't think it's, it's only the ending that makes it for me. I think all the the do you remember it, Daniela? When we get to vaguely, it, I remember that. It's one. where they meet yeah. their their future selves and the future selves try and rip them off. Um, and Rimmer does something very heroic, um, and which is very un-Rimmer-like, and that's why everyone kind of likes it. And it kind of ended an era of Red Dwarf, um, and we had to wait for ages till, till the next one. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, so I can kind of see our sentimentality. It's it's that high, but uh, that's very, very interesting. Do you agree with that? And you obviously don't agree with it. No, I don't. Um, and just while we're <laughs> on it, the, the, last, the bottom five episodes, uh, uh. <laughs> Pete Part 2, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is, yeah, Pete Part 1's awful as well, uh, then back to Earth Part Three, your episode. Ooh. Your episode. <laughs> far too. You low. need to speak to your husband about this. <laughs> Not his fault. It's all these voters. Damn you, voters. Uh, Crity TV. Ugh. Yeah. Which is um, my ex-girlfriend's uh, uncle is in that episode. Oh really? Yeah, and like she sent me a because sc she, she does an X Files podcast with me, um, and uh, she sent me a screen print, a screen grab of her of her uncle in it, and I was like. Oh my god, that's crazy TV! Like one of the worst episodes of all time. <laughs> what an episode to be in! Um, and then Duck Soup, which is okay. That's not that good. And only the good, which is also not very good. Yeah, 
you could there's, there's there's about 15 20 episodes you could have picked for the bottom five there i think um but yeah that, that's it that's the smeg heads charts so uh joe if they wanted to thank you for listening everyone and joe um if they wanted to find more about you and find about more what you do how would they go about that so um well the the fan club is on we're on facebook yeah um so just put red dwarf fan club in and we're there we've got a page mm-hmm. um we are at um Tord fc on twitter um and at Tord fc underscore dj t-o-r-d-f-c yeah yep. the official red door fan club yeah um and then obviously we've got the uh the main website which is reddwarffanclub.com um which is going to be having a, a nice overhaul soon and awesome. i've said that on a podcast now capsi so, so you're gonna you have, have to, to do it <laughs> <laughs> and daniela where can we find you i'm on twitter at daniela of one l phillips and an instagram if you want to see pictures of my food daniela monica phillips and I'm uh, at Jed Shepherd on Twitter, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Same on Instagram. And I think they're the only two social networks I'm on. Uh, find out about my record label at postpoprecords.com. Show notes at postpoppodcast.com slash smegheads. Um, or just wait a week and go on Forbes.com. And I'm on there as well. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I you've mentioned that yet. I don't no. think I have. Okay. It's going to be good, though. I forgot I had a little preview. Um and uh, yeah, so thanks very much for listening, everyone. Uh, next week um, is Daniela's parents are coming on. But Just my mum. Yeah, but you, 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 your dad's going to be in the room. He'll be in the room. And also uh, Dan- <laughs> and Nick, um, who was on the previous episode, will be in the, the room too. Yeah. So so I can't like make fun of you anymore because like no, I think you can. Back up. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be a really interesting episode, especially as this meltdown and a lot of people hate meltdown. Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> A divisive episode. Yeah, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to like it more and more because I'm. I so like meltdown. Yeah, it's got some good stuff, and it's I think Danielle, I think really you'll like stuff. it. Yeah, if it's historical. It's got some hors- historical like figures it. in it. Yeah, it's really interesting. So yeah, join uh, join us next week, guys, with and Phillips family. with the Phillips family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, Smokeheads. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Smegheads the Red Dwarf Podcast. Smegheads is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcasts.com slash smegheads. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smegheads. <laughs>